Hello, everyone. I'm Harvey Brownstone, and today's guest is a highly popular actress from Venezuela who's best known for her lead role in the number one Netflix series, Rosario Tijeras. She is also beloved for her outstanding performances in Dos Lagos, or Two Lakes, which can be seen on Amazon Prime, and José José El Principe de la Canción on Netflix. She's about to take the world by storm in her debut American feature film, which was released theatrically and by video on demand on November 26th. The movie, entitled Ayar, is directed by Emmy Award winner Floyd Russ. Our guest is a co-writer and star of the film, which is an emotionally powerful drama set against the backdrop of COVID involving a first-generation American Latina who is tormented with guilt over leaving her newborn child behind to pursue her dream of becoming a singer. When her career fails and she returns home to resume being a mother, she must grapple with her own uncooperative mother. The film premiered earlier this year at the South by Southwest Film Festival, and so far the reviews have been outstanding. In fact, the New York Times listed this movie as one of the must-see films this winter. I'm so delighted to welcome Ariana Ron Pedrique to our show. Oh, Ariana, hi, Harvey. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And let me tell you, congratulations on your Spanish. That was great. <sighs> I worked at it. My name is complicated, I know. And all the titles that you just mentioned. So yeah, congratulations. That's amazing. And thank you so much for that warm welcoming. Ariana, I read that when you were still in high school in Caracas, you started out as an interviewer on TV. Is that right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I was 17. So I had I, I was about to graduate from high school when I got my first role as a television host. So, yeah. Well, I love yeah. the fact that you have already done what I'm doing. Because you truly yeah. <laughs> understand what it takes to make a great interview. So I'm going to do my best to impress you. I, I am sure you will. I am sure you will. Now, your parents were a lawyer and an architect. What made you take an interest yeah. in acting? Oh, you know, ever since I was born, the, you know, the, the music in my house is very loud and we loved watching movies all the time. So regardless of the fact that, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Actually, my husband was asking me that the other day. He was like, this, is, this is, doesn't make sense if you look at it in that sense. Like, your mother is a lawyer. Your dad is an architect. Where do you, you know, uh, got this idea of being an actor or even working in this industry? And I don't know why... I don't know. I, 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 I blame it on my family and my personal taste. I also like my parents. I was lucky enough because my parents were conscious enough to make me go to an amazing school in Venezuela called Emil Friedman. And in Venezuela, it's different than here. I know here in the U.S. schools, you know, you go to middle school or to high school and there's there's are like usually different schools, but in Latin America, especially in Venezuela, it's like you go to one school from, you know, the age of three years old until you graduate from, you know, high school, 18 years old, 17 years old. So I went, you know, to that school where the musical 
knowledge and the arts was a very important part of our formation as, as students. So that was my first time being in touch with a theater, a stage, uh, a character, and even singing and dancing. So I was always in touch with this artistic side of mine. And I, that's why I blame it on my parents, because if they wouldn't have had that, you know, like that consciousness of just letting me be and just discovering myself in this school, maybe I wouldn't be here. Now, your career really took off after you moved to Mexico City at the age of 21. You got starring roles in number one shows on Netflix and Amazon Prime. You're one of the top stars in Latin America. The TV network in Mexico wanted to renew your contract, but you refused and decided to move to the United oh. States. Can you tell us yeah. how you made that decision? Wow, that's a very good question. How do you know this? Uh, I do my homework. Yeah, you do. And yeah, like you said, it was a very tough decision because in Latin America, at least at the moment, this idea of signing an exclusivity contract with a TV network was something very common. And at the same time was, of course, a blessing because that would mean that you would get, you know, a, a monthly paycheck, a monthly check, and you wouldn't have to depend, yeah, on, on booking roles. And that's, that's definitely something that I'm grateful for. TV Azteca, TV Azteca, allow me to have, you know, that stability while I was growing up as an actor. But luckily, I, you know, and, and I am very grateful to say that I, I never stopped working. <laughs> I was always working regardless of the fact that I had an exclusivity contract. So I realized after five years of that contract that I wanted to keep growing. And if I sign it another contract with them, that would have limited me in regards of the roles that I could choose. And it was a very, very, I, I love that you asked this question because now it seems like a no brainer. Like, of course, and now you're in Hollywood and now you're doing this. And, I, and back then it didn't, you, you, you don't know that when you're making that decision. And it's a very, very tough, scary decision to make, especially when you live by yourself, when, you know, you help your family in Venezuela, or, you know, you're basically completely independent, and you depend on yourself. So whatever decision you make can be, you know, very, a, a very important thing in your life. So I was terrified of making that decision, but I just followed my gut feeling. And I was like, this doesn't feel right anymore. I want to keep growing. And I'm so grateful that I did. I think that if you ever wanted to become a globally recognized actress, you had to do it. Agree. Agree. But at, at the moment, I remember my mom, like, you know, my mom is a lawyer. So she was helping me you know, with the back and forth with the top people in TV Azteca because they, they couldn't believe that I was considering the fact of not signing. It was like, what is this? Because usually all the actors that I, that I know, they, that, wasn't, that wasn't even something that you would think twice. You just sign and you're happy 
and you're, you know, enjoying the economic liberty that that, you know, the freedom that that allows you. But they didn't have your ambition, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I just I to me, it felt like <laughs> like I, I wanted to keep yeah growing and, just, you know, I wanted to be free. So what's the biggest difference between working in the film industry in Mexico and the film industry in America? Hmm. Well, Ayar is my first film. So you, you, you mean, you know, working in the industry in Mexico and working in the industry in, in, in the U.S., regardless of the medium that you're working in? Right. There must right? be differences in the industry in those two different countries. You must yes. have had some adjustment. Yeah, for sure. Mm, okay, so when I first got to Mexico, I realized that if I wanted to work, I needed to speak with Mexican accents forever, always 100% of the time. And I am from Venezuela, and my accent is very, very different than the Mexican accent. And to me, I remember that that felt that was painful a little bit because to me, it was part of my, it is part of my identity. I am so proud of being Venezuelan and just the thought of having to get rid of something that's so personally mine was hurtful at first, I have to admit. Then I realized that if I wanted to make it in the Mexican industry or Latin American industry, because I, I actually consider Mexico like <laughs> the Hollywood Latino. So if you want to make it in the industry and you're a Latino and you don't even want to consider L.A. because it is scary to consider Hollywood L.A. It's, it's like a whole other game. So if you want to make it in the Latino industry, you probably at a certain point in your career, you probably at least are going to try to live in Mexico City and work in the industry there. I've been acting for more than 10 years and I've never I've never done a Venezuelan character before in my life. And I'm dying to do one like I'm craving to be able to, you know, be as real as possible you know, when I'm when I'm performing a, a role and to be able to show to the world that Latin American culture is so rich and it's not just the Mexican culture that represent us as Latinos. But that was that was one of the things that I encountered in Mexico that I that I didn't I didn't find here. However, here I have found other things that I didn't find in, in Mexico. For example, Aside from the thing that I needed to get rid of my Venezuelan accent to be able to work in Mexico, I could be myself, you know, it was just the accent, but I could have my hair the way that I wanted to. I could be a blonde if I wanted to. My green eyes weren't a problem at all. You know, like I, I always, like I said, I, I was lucky enough to always to have a very active career in, in Mexico and Latin American culture. And then I moved to the U.S. and I find that I don't need to get rid of my Venezuelan accent, but no one believes me that I am a Latina. <laughs> so that was a slap in the face <laughs> because I am a Latina and there's no way for me to all of a sudden be... American just because the industry is 
maybe not ready to know that again the latino culture is so rich that not all of us look indigenous and that doesn't make me any less of a latina so having to deal with that has been a challenge i'm not gonna lie but i think that's temporary I, I, I think so, too. That's why I'm still here. Exactly. Now, who are the actors and the actresses that inspire you? Oh, so many. I love, I have a, a crush with Jennifer Lawrence. I love her, but I also love Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, of course. I love Gael Garcia. Javier Bardem. I love Javier Bardem. I love him. I love Penelope Cruz. I love Diego Luna. So, yeah, I mean, so, so many actors really inspired my career. Well, you have some great role models. Now, I want to ask you, when I look at Sofia Vergara, who has been in America mm-hmm. a very long time, she still yeah. feels like she is an ambassador for Colombia. Do you feel that way about representing Venezuela to the world? For sure. Yeah, I I am so proud of being Venezuelan and I and I you know, I see Edgar Ramirez, this Venezuelan actor that as Venezuelans it's impossible not to admire him because he is an example that yes, we can make it as Venezuelans too in Hollywood and work with, you know, Robert De Niro and Jennifer Lawrence and David O. Russell. So when I see him, I, I feel so proud of him. But you know, I, I, yeah, in a way I want to do the same. I, in, the, in a way I want to, yeah, I want to be an ambassador of, of my culture, of my country. But at the same time, I, I just want to inspire anyone, not only people from Venezuela or Latin America. I want to inspire everyone that you, you can do whatever you really want to, you know, and whatever you dream of doing, regardless of what the industry tells you or the limitations or the obstacles that you find in your way. Now let's talk about your new movie, Ayar. This is your first English speaking role, isn't it? Yes. And you also had to learn to play the piano for the movie too. Yes. (laughs) Now you filmed the movie during the pandemic. That must have been a real challenge. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was in the middle of lockdown. It was, you know, that moment where we you know, like three months after COVID exploded and we were all very intimidated of going out of the house. So that was when we shot a yard all over LA from Skid Row to a motel in Lancaster to, you know, so many uh, different places in, in, in LA. So yeah, it was definitely, it was challenging, but the production and the director and everyone did an amazing job at taking care of each other. Now, the story of Ayar is very powerful, and the film has a kind of experimental feel because there are actual commentaries by the actors about their own lives and what was going on behind the scenes, kind of like a documentary in the middle of the story. It's a very unique concept. I've never seen it before. What do you think the filmmaker was trying to achieve by doing that? I mean, I, in my opinion, Floyd is a genius. And he, before doing Ayar, which is his first feature film, he won two Emmys for, you know, doing this amazing documentary called Payan, which is on Netflix. And I know he really loves 
making documentaries. So that was all Floyd, to be honest, because Vilma and I also participated in, in the screenwriting process. But the idea of adding documentary to the film was all Floyd. And I feel it's, it's a good question because I feel like he was trying to show you the story within the story within the story within the story. And he wants you, the viewer, to, you know, to think. He wants to make you think, what is this all about? What does this mean? Are we playing roles in our lives? Yeah. Well, it was a fascinating thing. I, I was very impressed to learn that you actually are one of the writers of the movie. Would you like to do more writing in the future? Yeah, for sure. I'm actually, after that experience, I fell in love with it and I started studying at NYU. So I'm currently, while I'm doing the promotion of the film, I'm studying screenwriting at NYU online, thank God. But I love that. I really love that because I think you will be a great storyteller. Thank you. Now, I, the I critics mean, have really loved your film and especially your performance. For example, Nick Allen on the Roger Ebert website said you gave a rich performance that was an incredible showcase of emotional range. And Ryan Latanzio of IndieWire said you gave a marvelously unhinged performance. Congratulations, Ariana. You must be so Thank proud you. to be getting such great reviews. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy because to be honest with you, Harvey, I, you know, ever since I became an actor, yes, of course, I had the dream of being in Hollywood and being in a film like this. But it was in my head, that was such an unreachable dream. Even when I didn't sign the second contract with TV Azteca and even with all the steps that I was consciously or unconsciously making towards this, it felt like a, a, a nerve-wracking idea just to think of it, you know, just to dream of that. I remember when I first got to, to LA, I was having anxiety and panic attacks. Like I was terrified. It was, it was a very tough process for me. And now seeing this is, Oh, it's like it's a, very validating. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it feels it feels like this is just the beginning. Hopefully, oh, it is the beginning. I know it. And, and now, as a newcomer to Hollywood, do you think there's enough diversity in the industry in terms of opportunities for women, people of color, Latinos, and other ethnic groups? No, unfortunately not, but I do believe we are we are working towards that goal. I unfortunately I don't think there's enough opportunities today for people of color, for diversity, for real inclusion. And I'm proof of that. Just the fact that I need to <laughs> almost give them my passport so they know that I am from Venezuela or show them that it's not a mistake that I was born in Venezuela. Like my, I am from generations in my family where we were all born and raised in Venezuela. So there, there's no way I can be more Latina of what I am today. I like you are seeing, I'm still learning how to speak English properly. My mother tongue is Spanish. I'm a native Spanish speaker. And yet to 
have to be, you know, almost like defending yourself and be like, no, I swear I am a Latina. It's to me, it's proof that we're still very young in the process of adding true, real diversity. Well, I think what it means is that Mm -hmm. we have stereotyped people and that casting agents are rejecting you because you don't look Latina enough. I can't even imagine how it feels to not belong to your own ethnic group. It's crazy because then you don't belong anywhere. It's like you're not American because obviously my accent is not American. My name also is clearly not American. So the moment they see my headshot and my name, it's like, no, she's clearly not from here, but she's not European either. And she's Latina, but no, I don't believe she's Latina. So it's like, so uh, where am I from? <laughs> it's, very, it's very limiting. Well, sure. you're going to be part of the new generation that expands people's vision of what it is to be Latina. But you know, Ariana, you had a lot of courage first to leave Venezuela and go to Mexico, and then you moved to Hollywood. You must have had enormous self-confidence to take those risks, to pursue your dream. I'm so proud of you for believing in yourself. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you. I know it might sound like that, but I I don't consider myself super confident. I'm, I'm just I feel like I've had a a wonderful support system. My mom has been an amazing supporter of my my career and myself and my emotional journey and everything from the very start. My dad helps me not to take myself too seriously. He's always making fun of myself. Even when I have to learn how to play piano in two weeks for this film, he's like, oh my God, you're crazy. And if you, if you make it, it's because you're so intense that you might be able to make it. Then I was able to do it. He was like, oh God, you're so intense. And so it's like, it's never, I've, I've never had this group of people around me being like, oh my God, Anna, you're the best on the country. It's just like, it's just another journey. It's just another dream. And yeah, you got to work hard to be able to accomplish it. And also, well, of course, my husband. Without my husband, I wouldn't have been able to do all the things that I've done lately. I get the impression that you're very intuitive, that you trust your instincts. I like to think so. Yeah. Do you believe in destiny? That's a good question. You know that, do you believe that things happen the way they're meant to? When I was younger, I believed in destiny wholeheartedly. Then it's not that I don't believe in destiny, but now I realize that you do have the power to choose. And depending on what you choose to do, you are going to fulfill one of your potential destinies. Well, are you, are you very careful and selective about choosing the projects that you want to work on? Now I am. Yeah. When I was working in TV Azteca, you couldn't choose. That's, that was one of the, that was one of the conditions without getting, of course, into detail because I, I, I signed an NDA, so I I cannot get into detail about that, but when you are exclusive, you know, or you have an exclusivity contract, you're basically, they're paying you to be there for whenever they need you. 
now I am building my career the way that I want to. I think that's wonderful. I think that you're at the right time of your life to do that because you have your own priorities, your own interests, and you know what suits your talent the best. Thank you, Harvey. Thank you. So what's next for Ariana Ron Pedrique? <laughs> well, actually, there's a new film that's going to be premiering next year. I cannot talk much about it still because it's too soon. We are in the post-production. Well, will you come back when it's ready to be released? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would love to. For sure. Well, Ariana, are you ready for the pressures and the stress that comes with being a big star in America? Oh, God, I don't think I am. But that's something that I'm going to have to work with if that happens, Harvey. Who knows? Well, you mentioned that you have a very supportive husband, so I'm sure he will keep yeah. you grounded and centered and surrounded by people who really care about you. It's not always easy in this industry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like if there's one thing that I'm very proud of myself is the fact that I, I believe that I can learn from others' experiences. So I am almost like the stalker kind of person that if I like an actor or if I like an artist or, you know, someone in the industry, I'm going, I'm going to try to find as many interviews about that person as I can, just so I can learn how their mind works and what type of choices they've made and what type of mistakes that they've made so I can learn from them and hopefully avoid them. But inevitably, you know, making mistakes or encountering obstacles or challenges is just part of this living life, part of this wonderful life. So yeah, I am ready for that, I feel like. Well, I feel that because you are intuitive and you do trust your instincts in the choices you've made that got you to LA, that you will use those instincts to assess the people that you get involved with professionally and personally. And I have a very good feeling about your, your future. I think you're going to do really, really well. I mean, thank you so much, Harvey. That's very kind of you. Well, Ariana, I've really enjoyed meeting with you and I, I wish you every success with this film and I hope you will come back to our show with every new project. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so, so much for having me. It was a pleasure meeting you, Harvey. I think you're on your way to becoming a global superstar and I'm so happy you found <laughs> the time to share with me and my viewers. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Our guest has been Ariana Ron Pedrique, star of the new movie Ayar, now available in theaters and on demand. My name is Harvey <laughs> Brownstone. Thank you to our producer, Steve Silver. Thank you all for joining us. See you next time. Be sure to check out more interviews by Harvey Brownstone on this podcast channel.